What's up, everybody, and welcome in to Fast Break. I am Jonathan Hood. Thanks so much for downloading the podcast, whether it's Under the Hood or the NBA Fast Break podcast that's on the ESPN Chicago app. Welcome to the show. Ah, It's so good to be back after a little bit of a respite, some vacation time. Being in Austin, Texas, I was just, I don't know, 90 minutes away from San Antonio, Texas, where the Bulls and the Spurs were playing. So it was cool to get away for a while, but we are back because we are, what, 12, 13 games into the NBA season as I record this on Election Day, Tuesday, uh, November 8th. Interesting quirk in the schedule where there's no NBA on Election Day. Uh, The NBA took the day off because, well, it's Election Day and they want to have no excuses. Hey, don't go to see the Charlotte Hornets or the Houston Rockets just because it's Election Day. Go vote. So that I guess that was the edict uh, for NBA fans like you and I. So no NBA, but we had a slew of games on Monday, November 7th. But let me just give you just a thumbnail of things that I've seen around the NBA. So glad that you're with us. Don't forget to download and subscribe to this podcast, of course, uh, as we talk NBA and Bulls with you. So, let's start off with the Chicago Bulls, because we got a number of things to talk about here before we're done. But let's start with the Bulls. So, we're 12 games in as we record this. The Bulls are 6-6 six and six on the season. And I have four things that have stood out so far for the Bulls this season. Now, if you've listened to me over the years, you know that I don't put a lot of stock in wins and losses early. I usually don't even look at the wins and losses uh, and the standing until uh, December 25th, till Christmas Day. I don't even pay attention to the standings. I just um, am very interested in seeing the ebb and flow of every team in the NBA. And so here's some things about the Bulls, though. So four things that have stood out through six and six. So the Bulls are what they are. There's no question that they've earned the six and six. So Zach Levine, Zach Levine being out of the lineup has surprised me. I'd expect him to play all 12 games in the regular season off, off the rip, but I'm just very surprised that Zach Levine did not start the season. Zach Levine being out of the lineup, I did not expect that. I thought he'd be ready to go. I know that they've had maintenance on that need to make sure that he's right, but I'm thinking, is he going through any pain? Is he going through any stretch uh, stretches of issues with that knee or that with that leg? I'm, I'm concerned. If you're a Bulls fan, you should be concerned as well because... Levine secured the bag, had that scope. You thought, okay, everything's going to be good. And then come to find out that even in the first game, Zach Levine didn't play. So I'm scratching my head still wondering, so when we see Zach Levine, I don't know, play 10 games in a row, uh, play five games in a row, or will this be Zach on, Zach off? If this is what's going to happen with this Bulls team, it's going to be hard to be able to get that momentum or that cohesion that this Bulls team needs. So that's number one. Number two is that this Bulls team is going to once again heavily rely on DeMar DeRozan. DeRozan right now, 23.8 points a game. Uh, He had 46 points against Boston in one game already this season. He's got a couple of 20-point games. But I, I want to point out early here, and I'm sure we'll talk about this all throughout the season, Depth must be 
something that the Bulls have to look into offensively. Look, when we get to the playoffs, you know how the roster is starting to tighten. And you know they're going to go with your seven or eight best players. That's usually how it works in the NBA as far as the playoffs are concerned. But in the regular season, the depth must develop offensively on this basketball team. It can't just be the DeMar DeRozan show when Zach Levine's not there or DeMar DeRozan having to carry this team. Once again, we will underline that DeRozan is the oldest player on the team. And, you know, even in the game against Toronto on Monday, he only scored, I think, nine points in that game. And it really was the Zach Levine show. But I want to see balance on this team where you see DeRozan and Levine on a regular basis really doing damage offensively for this Bulls team. And again, it is early. We're talking about this in November, but I wonder what this looks like in February or March. How does this look right before you get to the All-Star break? I'm wondering how that looks, but all of a sudden, here we go again with DeRozan being heavily relied on offensively. And so we'll see how that looks, at least for the rest of the month of November into December. You have a good one-two punch in Desumu and Drogic. Drogic is uh, averaging 12 points a game and Desumu 10 points a game. So Drogic is giving you what I thought he would. When I look at him, he's played all 12 games. He's averaging anywhere between 18 to 20 minutes a game. Now, I didn't expect him to have that many minutes. I don't know if Goran Drogic thought he'd have that many minutes. But because of no Lonzo Ball, that you have to be able to step up in, on this roster and this depth chart. And so Drogic is giving a professional effort like I thought. You know, it's not about the 9.7 points a game. It's about the three assists a game that he's giving you. So here's a veteran player that's maximizing his minutes while he's out there. So hats off to him. And Desumu has a smooth game. I mean, Chicago's own Ayo Desumu, I'm not surprised that he comes in as a starter for this team. He's played 11 games. He's averaging 12 points a game. And, and so he's giving you four rebounds and three assists as well. So he's a very smooth game. Again, he's going to get better defensively, and i love to see what his ceiling is because I think that um, his future is very bright on this basketball team. Drogic is in here because he's supposed to be like a third rotation guard, and he's stepping up and getting some pretty good minutes here at the point guard spot, so I'm good with that. Patrick Williams I'm looking at as well. So Patrick Williams has played all 12 games, and he's got averaging nine points a game. And so a little bit of a slow start, I thought, for Patrick Williams. I haven't looked at his log. I've seen all the games for the Bulls, but I just want to be accurate here when I click Patrick Williams and take a look at what he's done. So with Patrick Williams, 10 points against Toronto, the last game that the Bulls played um, against the Raptors at the United Center. And then another 13 against the Raptors, so 23 total in back-to-back games. And then we saw, again, good double-digit game against Brooklyn and also against Charlotte. So I like what I see there. Against better defensive teams like Boston, he had a little bit of a struggle uh, and fouled out of that game and a loss that the Bulls had against the the Celtics. It's um, a learning and development time for Patrick Williams as well. Uh, I know many are relying on him to be all of a sudden like this all-star caliber player, but he was out a lot last year. And so my ceiling for him is 12-8. and Twelve and ten is that asking too much? Uh, I like for him to be a little bit more physical, 
uh, in the pennant area to be able to get second chance opportunities. If Vucevic is a guy that's going to automatically come into the gym and give you 10 rebounds, I like for Patrick Williams to mix it up a little bit more and be a little bit more physical. I think that will grow in his game at some point. But is 12 and 8? Is 15 and 8? Is that asking too much for Patrick Williams? And it's early, but I like for him, to, I like the double digit numbers he's given you for the last five games. But the thing I look at is yes, I look at the points, the easy baskets. Um, he also is not afraid to step out and try to knock down a three, but also the rebounding numbers as well. Uh, I think the Bulls, because of their size, need to be able to have a little bit more. A little bit more muscle on the inside for rebounds. It can't be just Drummond when he when he is available, but it's got to be Williams as well. So let's see how he's able to to develop for this Bulls team. A win against the Heat, a split against Toronto, a split against the Celtics, losses against the Cavs and the 76ers and the Spurs. It's kind of where I thought this Bulls team would be. And when you're not at full strength and Again, you don't miss something that you don't see. So I'm, I'm not counting Lonzo Ball in this equation. We're talking about the relatively healthy players on this roster. When Ball comes back, Ball will come back, and I think that he will help this basketball team. But I'm looking at the players that we see on a regular or semi-regular basis on this roster. That's what I'm looking at for this team. And so, uh, again, I love the Heat win uh, against uh, split against the Celtics. That's going to be a formidable team uh, on this on this. Uh, in this Eastern Conference, and so six and six. Okay, so coming out of the, the little bit of a break here on Tuesday, Wednesday they'll take on the Pelicans, and then they got a few days off because the Bulls have been running hot. They've been r- running a lot here, something like I feel like it's seven out of the last eleven ga- days or something like that. They've run a, a lot, and so they'll have a little bit of of a time off here against the Pelicans, and then they'll take on Denver on Sunday. So. We'll see how the Bulls can be able to lick their wounds a little bit, get healthy. But when I look at those four things in particular, those things stand out to me about the Chicago Bulls. Ah, the Under the Hood basketball podcast, a little bit of the NBA fast break for you right here. Have I told you about DraftKings lately? DraftKings, let me tell you something. NBA fans, the NBA action is just getting started, and so are the incredible offers at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA pregame Moneyline bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Check it out. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook and place a same-game parlay and combine multiple bets like which team's going to win, total rebounds, total points scored, and so much more. Let me tell you something. I use DraftKings for the NBA and NBA Futures, and you should as well. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code WMVP. Make any $5 bet this week and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. I use DraftKings for the NBA and for college basketball. I think you should as well. Only DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code WMVP. If you or someone you know has got a gambling problem, crisis counseling or referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 or over Illinois only. Bonus issued as free bets. One boost per eligible game. Opt-in required. 10 plus leg required for 100% boost. Deposit parlay and wagering restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash basketball terms for DraftKings. Absolutely. And by the way, if you're looking for the e Under the Hood hoodie or the Under the Hood podcast shirt or the Under the Hood podcast mug, 
What a great gift for someone for the holidays. Check it out. We are trying to expand our Under the Hood podcast network by having a lot more content for you. Also on YouTube, go to uh, J Hood Radio on YouTube. You can subscribe there as well. And we are really into the content business here. We're doing some great things with the Cap and J Hood Morning Show because of you. Thanks so much for supporting the show every morning from 7 to 10. But also, we're giving you that added bonus, that added audio that you need as you drive around, as you work out, as you are just craving for something a little bit different, a little bit more, hey, we got it for you. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube, J Hood Radio. Hit that subscribe button. Thank you in advance. And don't forget our merchandise as well. Um, check it out. It's available now. Go to my Instagram at IGJHood or go to my Twitter, twitter.com, tweet J Hood. Hit that link in my bio on either one of those platforms, IG or Twitter, and boom, you're right in there as well to check out the merchandise. Get the merchandise for someone that you love. Um, thanks so much, as always, for your support. And so, uh, oh, I love that Crystal Waters, by the way. And by the way, speaking of basketball, you look around and all of a sudden, my God, it's college basketball season. <laughs> Just the other day, I was called my first um, UIC Flames basketball game uh, for of the season. It's my 10th year uh, doing commentary for the UIC Flames. And so um, if you are into college basketball, check, it, check us out on ESPN Plus as I work with UIC Hall of Famer Kenny Williams. We did have a fun time going back and forth and bantering about the game. So UIC just won their first game. They'll play Loyola coming up on Friday as we record this. What day is that? That is the 11th. 11-11 will be on uh, doing UIC Loyola uh, from Chicago. Back to the NBA, by the way. So um, I can't wait for this Milwaukee Bucks-Utah Jazz final. Did you know that's happening? I mean, if you look at the, the, the standings now, and again, I usually don't look, but since we're doing the podcast here every week, I was looking at the standings and I'm like, oh my God, look at the Utah Jazz. Now, I have seen four Utah Jazz games because, you know, I'm just, I got the NBA in my veins. And so, um, similar to Chris Black, we both have the NBA package and we text each other back and forth about games that we watch. The Utah Jazz are 9-3, and three, and Danny Ainge is the... Uh, the head man with Utah, they're trying to tank. Uh, but the Jazz players are like, nah, we're not trying to tank. We're just going to do our thing. They are leading the Western Conference right now. 7-3 uh, and three in their last 10. A team, again, that's supposed to tank. This is post-Gobert. This is post-Diamond Mitchell, and they're playing well. Again, is it sustainable? Probably not, but just it's interesting early story for um, the Utah Jazz. Staying in the West, a couple other storylines that I've noticed. So, even though on my DraftKings and use the promo code WMVP, I had Joel Embiid being the MVP. Uh, something tells me that's going to be Luka Doncic. Again, it's not necessarily about the Mavericks going to the finals, or the Mavericks going further than they did last year in the Western Conference. I just have a feeling that Luka Doncic is on a roll here with this Mavericks team. A stacked Western Conference, and I think Luka could win it. But again, I'm holding on to my ticket with uh, Joel Embiid being the MVP. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Staying in the West. As we record this, the Lakers are 2-8. and eight. The Lakers are 2-8. and eight. Can I just bust the narrative right now? If you have a friend of yours that says that, well, the reason why the 2-8 is because of Russell Westbrook. It's not because of Russell Westbrook. It is not. Uh, Russell Westbrook, in my opinion, 
uh, there was a time where he was an unstoppable force because he was averaging a triple double and there's nothing wrong with those numbers. People discount the production from Russ. It's cool to have a triple double. My issue at times with Russell Westbrook is decision making. That's with any player in the NBA for the most part, but, um, it's not about Russ. It's about this roster. That's what it's about. I understand in Laker nation, it's about trying to have scapegoats and point at this and that, but I mean, LeBron James and Patrick De- Beverly and Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis, you take a look at this roster. You tell me how that could be even a playoff roster coming into the season. And you're always worried about Glassman, Anthony Davis falling out and breaking something or injuring something at any point. Anthony Davis is supposed to be the linchpin for this team, but LeBron James is up in age. You're depending on Lonnie Walker, decent player, Austin Reeves. You look at that roster and you say, how in the hell will they be able to win? They're 2-8 and eight and rightfully so. Uh, I do not expect them to be in the playoffs again this year, and that's just based on the roster composition. But I, I love these TV uh, sports shows that point the finger at LeBron James like it's LeBron's fault. Well, I mean, LeBron has something to do with this roster, but it's also about production. And um, when you start to try to get old heads on the team and try to rekindle old magic, it's just not going to happen. And so um, I just, I I look at this Lakers thing and and it's always a crisis among the NBA. What about the Lakers? What happened? Why are they like this? Well, LeBron James, uh, he's the king for a reason. He's the king, not just on his team, but in that front office and around NBA circles. And so, you know, with the front office in the NBA, so you get what you deserve when you look at this roster. They're two and eight, and they deserve it because uh, they're just not very good. They need to find a way out of that, out of this hole. But when you have so much money tied into Davis and LeBron James. I mean, the the fallout now, the latest thing I saw before I hit record is, what if the Lakers traded Anthony Davis? Okay, then what? What are you getting back for him? And will that make you a top 10 team in the uh, Western Conference? The answer is no. Golden State's also gone, gone off to a slow start. It doesn't mean that that's who they are now, but early on, you could take a look at it and say, boy, they're losing a lot on the road. Uh, they just won a game just recently at 4-7, and seven, but... Again, slow start, but I expect them to be one of the top teams in the Western Conference. Because if it's not the Warriors, who will it be? Does is Memphis, the young Memphis team, take a step? Is Dallas ready to win? Is the you know the Trailblazers seven and three record is not real? Uh, the Clippers are are average, especially when Kawhi Leonard's been out of the lineup a lot. So I think that it's up for grabs. We could say it's the Suns. But who knows if Chris Paul is going to be healthy um, down the stretch in the playoffs and in a possible finals situation. The I mentioned the Bucks and the Jazz being uh, in the finals. It, that won't happen, but the Bucks are off to a 9-1 start. That's no surprise that they're 9-1. Uh, the Cavs are good through 10 games. Let's see what they look like. You know, getting close to the All-Star break. I, I mean, that move for Donovan Mitchell is not lost on me. I know he may not be the best defensively, but boy, you, now you're bringing into the fray someone who can give you 20 or more points a game on a regular basis. An infusion of talent offensively is good for this, this Cavs team. Um, something else, too, uh, about the Miami Heat. The Heat are 4-7. and seven. I hear the guys in South Florida, my friends, are just like, maybe they should tank. Maybe they should tr- make some deals. It's early. Uh, again, we'll see how this uh, season unfolds, especially in the first half. But And this is why I usually don't look at the standings. But since we hit record and hit the uh, 
the old podcast here. Yeah, some teams are a little bit upside down, but boy, when we get closer to the All-Star break into the uh, playoffs, should be a lot better. Finally, let me get to Kyrie Irving, because that's the biggest story in the NBA right now. I'm going to give you my full thoughts on uh, Kyrie Irving. So you talk about when keeping it real goes wrong, right? The back and forth with Nick Friedel, our buddy that we've had on the podcast and though that you know from ESPN Chicago. The back and forth. When asked by ESPN's Nick Friedel after a game last Saturday why he recently chose to share an old Alex Jones clip, Kyrie Irving picked up his microphone off the podium, rolled his eyes, and he said this, according to The Ringer. I did not stand with Alex Jones' position, narrative, court case that he had with Sandy Hook or any of the kids that felt like they had to relive trauma. Our parents had to relive that trauma um, or to be dismissive to all the lives that were lost during the tragic event. My post was a post from Alex Jones that he did in the early 90s or the late 90s about the secret societies in America of cults. And it's true. It's true. And so that was the quote from Kyrie Irving. And of course, Nick Friedel, because he's a great reporter, followed up and said, let's talk about the promotion of you putting that on Instagram, uh, putting it out for people to be able to click on. And that's when everything blew up. This is when Kyrie Irving said, oh, you know, you know, people are saying that I'm promoting this. I'm not promoting this. Why are you saying it's a promotion? Well, listen, I am not getting into the semantics of Kyrie Irving. I know that he's an odd duck. I know that he sees the world upside down based on some of his comments, even before this whole thing with whether he's anti-Semitic or not. I, I mean, I don't know his heart. I just know what he says. Let me just tell you what I think. When Kyrie Irving promotes a movie produced by Alex Jones, and it's rooted in questions of whether or not the Holocaust was... Um, was real or not through the first 20 minutes of that documentary. I mean, you put it out there because you believe that there are secret societies in America. Okay, that's cool if that's how you feel. But you have to also realize that if you put the link out there, you have to be able to say, okay, well, I'm, I'm promoting this because I believe that there are secret societies. And also within that documentary, there is information about how the Holocaust was not real in the first 20 minutes, like it's made up. So here's what I believe. I believe that Kyrie Irving saw something about secret societies, it may not support Alex Jones, as he said, but at the same time, I think he saw that and it's like, oh, secret societies? Yeah, I believe there is. I want to put that link out there. And I want to put it out there for people to be able to take a look at, even though more than likely, Kyrie Irving didn't see the documentary. And of course, he'll probably never tell you that he didn't see the documentary. He just saw a headline or saw something about secret societies in the 1990s and said, yep, I believe that there is. Here's a link to it. Now, I will not turn a blind eye to Kyrie Irving and say, well, you know, he just put that link out there. And he just didn't know. Ignorance is not an excuse. Because even though he says that he does not stand with Alex Jones in his position about Sandy Hook, which who would? Point is, though, is that here's a player here and Kyrie Irving, for some, that has not earned the benefit of the doubt. Kyrie Irving, the player that during COVID-19 
uh, did not initially communicate with his higher ups, his bosses, to let uh, people know, hey, um, I'm going to only play part time. I'm not going to get vaccinated. Then you come to find out that he was not going to get vaccinated and tried to work a deal in which he would only play part time, just on the road and not at home in Brooklyn. Um, during George Floyd, where he just went AWOL and just left, didn't tell Steve Nash, didn't tell anybody. He just bounced. Now, everyone has uh, health issues, maybe mental health issues, where you need to have some time away because the actions around your workplace or in the world have gotten to you and you just need some time off. That's cool because that's commonplace now around the world. But the point is, though, is that you still got to check in. You got to tell your bosses like, hey, you know what? I'm a little bit overwhelmed by what's going on here where a black man was killed by police in Minneapolis. I need some time away because it's bothering me or I'm going to to places where I can help. Whatever it is, you got to at least check in. That's any job. I can't work today because of whatever. He bounced. And the Nets allowed this to happen. So when I look at what's happening with Kyrie Irving, he's got to realize that if you do feel like, you know what, I'm not really someone who supports other races beside my own. If that's how you feel, that's that's fine. That's how you feel. I, I'm, I've never been one to try to tell someone, especially when it's something personal like faith and race. If that's how you feel, fine. I can't change that. You can't change that either. But the point is, though, is that when you have something as serious as here's a link about secret societies and you come to find out that in that link, in that documentary, it is um, it, it is uh, anti-Jewish, over-the-top anti-Semitic. Other uh, races are also questioned in that documentary as well. You realize if whatever you stand on, there's always going to be consequences. When there's controversy, there's consequences. And the idea that there are some that are out there trying to... to try to hold up Kyrie Irving and say, no, it's not on Kyrie. You know, you know, wrong is wrong. He's not a victim in this situation. He's not a victim in this situation. He's not. Now, he could say easily, look, I put that link out there because I believe in secret societies. I did not know it was anti-Semitism in that documentary. I apologize to to those who are offended because if you're selling shoes or if you're selling merch or if you're trying to sell yourself as a brand, the one thing is that you don't want to just cut off, oh, I don't need blacks to buy my shoes. I don't need Jews to buy my, my gear. I don't need, you don't cut that out. You bring everybody to the table. If you want people to believe in you, you just don't just cut off a certain race or a certain uh, gender or anyone else. If you want people to be able to support you, or support uh, your brand, why would you cut that off? And I know that Kyrie Irving comes across as the smartest guy in the room, and I'm sure that other might, others might feel this way about Kyrie Irving, but the way I feel about him is, is that do you, whatever it is, do you, but just understand that there are people out there not intentionally trying to cancel you, but you're going to cancel yourself. You're doing damage to yourself. By doing, uh, going out there and saying and, and doing what he did, or having his press conference, that you know after some time away comes back and there's no apology or there's no real explanation. Hey, he doesn't owe anybody an explanation, but just understand that uh, he's not securing the bag, and maybe the bag is not important to him anymore. Maybe it's not. Let me just clarify something else too. With uh, I believe it was Adidas. 
So he said in May, as I did a little research in May, he said that the shoes that were made for him was the, I believe it was the Kyrie 8s were trash. Said that on the record. So he was, he said, I do not support the style or the make of that shoe. So I think that shoe's trash. And so it was made anyway. Um, so there was a disconnect between him and the shoe brand that he represents anyway, because he didn't like the Kyrie 8s. And if I have that wrong, please tweet at me at TweetJHood or Instagram IGJHood if I have that wrong, because uh, I do not have that written down. I remember reading that a couple of days ago, and I wanted to bring that to the podcast. I want to bring it here because sometimes on Cap and J Hood, we have limited time. And we don't get a chance to get everything in that we want because we we're so busy and the morning show moves fast. But I just wanted to point that out that his whole issue with the shoes was like he didn't like the make of the latest shoe that was out there for 2022. But the what aboutism that's out there as well regarding this. It's not about what is because uh, now people will say, well, what what about Myers Leonard? Well, Myers Leonard was suspended as soon as he said something about Jewish people. And we haven't heard from Myers Leonard since. He was suspended and pretty much out of the NBA. But here's something else that is a concern for me. Is, like, I believe that Amazon's completely wrong for putting that documentary out, especially if it's a bunch of falsehoods and things that are not true. Why is that allowed to be on that platform? I'm not happy with Adam Silver, the commissioner of the NBA, and that, um, you know, he was very quiet about all of this. I know that as we record this, I saw from Sham Sharania that uh, it was Kyrie Irving and Adam Silver met in New York today to discuss what his future is or try to explain, you know, why this is going on. I just know that it's it's um, something that's not good for the league. It's not good for Kyrie Irving. So I think Silver was wrong for being slow to to respond to this. I think Amazon's wrong um, because this documentary is out there, um, and I I find it also interesting that many of the players aren't saying much. I know that LeBron James did not necessarily call out Kyrie, but just talked about you know the things that he said was I think it was very compelling. His quote was, "I believe what Kyrie did caused some harm to a lot of people." He has since over the last day, or was it yesterday, he apologized, but he did cause some harm. It doesn't matter what color your skin is, how tall you are, what position that you're in. If you're promoting it or soliciting it or saying harmful things to any community to harm people, then I don't respect it. I don't condone it. Um, so let's go back to Kyrie Irving. He's had a couple of things to write. One of them is this. He says, to all Jewish families and communities that are hurt and affected by my post, I'm deeply sorry to have caused your, you pain and I apologize. I initially reacted out of emotion to being unjustly labeled anti-Semitic instead of focusing on the healing process of my Jewish brothers and sisters that were hurt from the hateful remarks made in the documentary. I had no intentions to disrespect any Jewish cultural history regarding the Holocaust or perpetuate any hate. I am learning from this unfortunate event and hope that we can find understanding between us all. Um, that is from Kyrie Irving. So uh, I just, I'm just putting it out there that, yes, he may not have liked to be called anti-Semitic, but at the same time, it took a few days for Kyrie Irving to apologize uh, and to disavow anti-Semitism. All I'm saying is this. If you're Kyrie Irving, if this is where, where you stand, go ahead, stand up. But then... When he found out that the bag might be compromised or he's going to be canceled. Okay, 
I'm losing my shoe deal. You know, okay, so now it's going to be a problem. And so now he apologized. It's interesting that even before the apology, he threw $500,000 in the way of the defamation league. And they threw it back at him. It was like, well, we don't want your money. It is. It says a lot when the Anti-Defamation League says, yeah, so to heal, instead of apologizing, you're going to give us $500,000, half million dollars. And they, and they said, no, nah, I'm good. And they gave it back to him. My advice to Kyrie Irving is this. Speak your mind. You know, back and forth with Nick Friedel, you say you didn't promote, you were promoting. And more than likely, I'm just, and again, I don't know this for sure because I have not... I got an answer to this question. He believes in secret societies and is like, yeah, you know, I believe in that. Here you go. I'm not understand with Alice Jones when it comes to Sandy Hook, but here you go. Look, you got to be smarter. That's the whole thing. You got to be smarter. And again, it's a litany of things that Kyrie Irving has gone through. And funny, the litany of things that we've seen from Kyrie Irving is after LeBron left Cleveland, after uh, Kyrie and LeBron won a championship. Being in Boston, being in Cleveland, uh, being with the Nets. There's just been a lot of things on the resume of Kyrie Irving that has not been great. The hope is that one of the most talented guards in the league can just be able to play basketball. Speak your mind on which, what's, how you feel. But just understand that the things that you say, especially when it comes to race, especially when it comes to um, culture, you know, you can hurt people. You can harm people, especially in this society in 2022, anytime, but definitely in 2022, there's no reason. And for those that back him, no matter what, you go right ahead. You go right ahead. But I just know for me personally, Jonathan Hood, I can only speak for myself. Like, I'm not going to be against any race or anyone just because of what they look like or what they represent. I mean, obviously, if it with interaction, you can judge from that standpoint, but I mean, if he's got a problem with Jewish people, Kyrie Irving's got a lot to learn. He's got a lot to learn about people. He thinks he's smart, and I think he is in some ways. But in other ways, he was almost out of the league, I think, just based on all this. The latest with the Nets is there's four or five things that the ownership from the Nets want him to be able to do. Talk to Jewish leagues and uh, uh, talk to um, to people uh, that are involved with Jewish families. Um He's got to be able to talk to Adam Silver. He's checked that off. There's a number, like two or three other things that he has to do to be able to get back in the good graces of the Nets or play again. I would just say it wouldn't surprise me if he's done with the Nets and they find a way to trade Kyrie Irving. Irving is going to be a free agent at season's end anyway, and I think that he's always leaned to go play for the Lakers uh, and play with LeBron James. So we'll see how all that develops. But it's just uh, it's a mess right now. Let me double check, and I want to go through the four or five things I see here uh, that Kyrie Irving is supposed to do. Yeah, it's right here from Sham Sharania. I saw it. So, issue an apology for posting a link to the movie from October 27th. Condemn the harmful and false content and make clear that he does not have anti-Jewish beliefs. Complete the anti-hate causes that Irving... The Nets and the Anti-Defamation League agreed upon in their joint release on November 2nd, including um, a reward or actually a donation toward causes and organizations that work to eradicate hate and tolerance in communities. So that donation, by the way, to the Anti-Defamation League, I just told you about $500,000. They gave it back um, to Kyrie Irving. 
complete sensitivity training created by the Nets, complete anti-Semitic and anti-hate training designed by the Nets, meeting with representatives for the Anti-Defamation League, as well as Jewish uh, community leaders in Brooklyn. After cleaning one through five, meet with Joe Tsai and lead franchise officials and demonstrate the lessons learned and the gravity of the harm caused in the situation. I don't know if Kyrie's going to do any of <laughs> that. I don't know if he's going to do all of that to stay with the Nets. Um, but all I know is that out of all of this, Steve Nash was either let go or there was a agreement for Nash to leave the team. He couldn't take it anymore. And then there's Kevin Durant, like the fresh Prince of Bel-Air in that last, last episode, looking around and said, where did everybody go after the house was cleared out? He's just standing there. It's just like him. He's just balling out. He's just playing basketball, sure. But at the same time, his hope to win an NBA championship on his own in Brooklyn doesn't seem like it's working out. And then there's Ben Simmons and then there's Joe Harris. And then it's, it's just not working out for Brooklyn at all. So that's the story. And that's my thoughts on Kyrie Irving. Keeping it real goes wrong. Don't forget to check out Cap and J Hood morning seven to 10 on ESPN 1000. We're streaming on the ESPN Chicago app as well. And uh, we will give you more NBA basketball content right here on fast break now i'll be doing a little traveling you'll be the first to know this i'll be doing a little traveling with the uic flames this year i'm uh, covering the team home and road so it might be in new york it might be in uh, carmondale illinois it might be in nashville but i'm going to get you the nba content that you deserve right here on NBA Fast Break this season. All right, thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, that way you never miss an episode of NBA Fast Break.